The Plumbing Marketing Profits Podcast. Interviews with million-dollar-plus plumbing and HVAC business owners on how they market and grow their companies in today's economy. Hear directly from the most successful leaders in your business and discover what they are doing to keep their phone ringing, trucks running, and businesses booming. With your host, Josh Nelson. Well, hey guys, thank you so much for joining me on today's session uh, of the Plumbing and HVAC Marketing Podcast. Super excited. Today I'm inv- uh, interviewing Kevin Cohen from Kevin Cohen Plumbing uh, based in Eugene, Oregon. And uh, Kevin, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, Josh, I re- really appreciate it. And it's uh, pronounced Oregon. Oh, I always say that wrong. I actually went to the Oregon PHCC and they made yep. fun of me. They're like, it's Oregon. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Thanks exactly. for that correction. So, so I guess without further ado, I mean, tell us a little bit about high level about you, your company, kind of where you're at from a revenue and trucks perspective. Uh, perspective right now, uh, we've got about 16 uh, full service trucks or construction trucks on the road. Uh, we also do underground boring. So we have a big uh, back truck, uh, back trailers, things like that, excavators. We do a little bit of underground type stuff. Um, and we, so that's kind of where we are truck, truck wise. Um, we are about 43 full-time employees. Mm. Uh, plumbers are really hard in Oregon to get. So we focus a lot of our time on building our plumbers actually. And, um, our revenue, um, we're over $5 million. We're, you know, we'll be five and a half mark unless something changes drastically, but I don't really see that happening. So. All right. And so, so guys, you're listening to a true success story here. Kevin runs a $5 million company, 43 employees. Um, how long have you been, uh, approximately how long have you been in business? So Josh, uh, this is gonna be our 20 year anniversary in business. Uh, I was 23 years old when I started this company. My father and grandfather were both plumbers but never had employees. Um, so they didn't have a lot of processes in place and those types of things and that creates a lot of time for me to work on. Uh, but anyway, uh, we are actually going to have on the June 22nd, and everybody's invited, uh, we'll have a Philly cheesesteak lunch here. Last year we had about 400 people show up. Is that right? And we actually close our shop down for the day. Uh, all of our guys, we do uh, pictures for advertising type things. Um, we get all of our trucks all lined up and all of our new equipment that we show all of our contractors and everything. Every year we have some new tools of some sort, and usually larger ones than the year before. And it's a really fun event. And then we also inventory all of our trucks. And so our guys don't work that day. That, that They get paid for the whole entire day, uh, but I pay for that day. And, it's, and we have a fun time and we have a big party. And this year's our 20-year anniversary, so it's going to be really fun. So, Wow, man. Well, congratulations on making it 20 years. That's a, that's a feat in and of itself. And yeah, congratulations and on where you're at as a company. It sounds like you're celebrating the, the wins and celebrating the progress, which I, I love that. Yeah, and the, and the fun part is, is you know, we've had a lot of employees, one of them 19 years, uh, several, a couple 14 and 10 years. So it's really fun for those people too. Um, you know, they really have been a long, you know, really important part of the process for us. And so it's a really fun day for them too as well. We actually like cook all the Philly cheesesteaks. We have a dunk tank here. Um, we get, you know, it's a really fun event. We get all of our suppliers involved. And I think this year we're probably going to give away about $15,000 in uh you know, um, different tools, and Renai will have a thing set up here. Ferguson will have some stuff. You know, so some of the bigger players they donate a lot of stuff to us. That makes it really fun uh, to to for those types of events. So that's awesome. So you create a local community event out of it, which is which is also very very cool. Yeah. So so you're you're in Eugene. Kind of tell people approximate population of Eugene, because you know 
most times I talk to these, you know, these companies doing million dollars plus, and they're in a massive yeah. metroplex. But Eugene, kind of tell us a little bit about that area. Yeah, Josh, you're really right about that. Um, you know, we're kind of unique out here. Oregon only has a few million people in our state, three mm -hmm. and a half or so. Uh, Eugene uh, is home of the Ducks, um, and the Beavers are just right down the street. So we have a, a lot of, um, uh, you know, things go back and forth and stuff like that. It's really fun uh, for the game, Civil War type stuff. Uh, anyway, we service about a 60-mile 60, 60 radius, uh, pretty much. Uh, and there's about 350,000 people in that area. Uh, Eugene and Springfield are literally side by side. Eugene's about 85,000, Springfield's about 75. Then you have the outlying areas which stretch over to the coast and those types of stuff, those types of areas. So we kind of service that whole area. And we have a you know a $59 fee to show up, a $79 fee and a $99 fee kind of coming on. We have a map, you know, for our uh, fee to show up essentially um, for what's kind of going on. In that same area, uh, for us is that that same area that we service is where also all of our, our, our apprenticeship comes from. Mm -hmm. And right now in our area, there are about 60 apprentices in that area. 10 of those apprentices work for me. Wow. We work very, very hard on working uh, with the younger people typically or anybody. I uh, try, try and get them into the apprenticeship program. It's very difficult in Oregon to do that. You don't just sign up and get on a list and go to work. Um, it, it's, it's a lot of work. We've had guys on the list for four years before they were ever actually even introduced so they were like a laborer for us literally you can't even uh cut a piece of pipe if you're not an apprentice in oregon so it's very difficult uh just re uh, for, for getting plumbers out in our area so have as many as we have and a lot of the young guys moving up we're very excited about so it sounds like that's one of the keys to your success is really focusing on the recruitment and making sure you're in early in that hiring process which i, I want to unpack more as we go through the interview it very much is, and we can talk a lot more about that. We have a lot to say about that, where it's getting us and where we're going with it. Awesome. Very excited. So stay tuned for that, guys. So but I guess before we dive too much further into it, just tell us a little bit about your background. So you've been doing this company for 20 years. Like, How did you get started yeah. in the trade, and uh, what was the evolution of the company over the years? Yeah, the evolution of the company was um, you know, kind of interesting for me. I'll give you a, a real quick story about me. Um, I actually started uh, in our, our apprenticeship program is four years, and you have to go to school. Uh, and then you also have a certain amount of hours on the job and then every six months you get rated up to another period. I started my apprenticeship when I was actually in high school. So I was going to high school, going to college at the same time, working for my dad. So I was getting the hours on the job. I also was able, since I had a lot of hours that, that I had documented before, um, I was able to get a year cut off. So I turned 21 and I got my journeyman's license in Oregon. So I'm the youngest journeyman ever in the state of Oregon. Wow. When you're a 21 year old kid making $60,000 a year and buy your first house, you think you're kind of cool at that point. Right. right? You're a hot shot. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. But I've learned a lot since then. But uh, anyways, um, so kind of um, did a lot of residential stuff uh, with my parents on that particular side. I worked for a few other companies that were high production type companies uh, and then got a lot more in the service side and then got into the industrial side. The industrial side kind of came a little bit on accident. That was where I actually started my company. And my first big project, uh, a very good friend of mine's father uh, did a lot of work at the mills. He's like, hey, I have this project I really want you to do. And I went out and looked at it. I never worked on a really heavy industrial mill before. And I, I knew I could do the project, but all the things that went along with it, I, I didn't really know. And, and so he called me back a couple weeks later, hey, I'm waiting for a price on that job. And so I'm like, well, okay. and. Uh, I, I'm like, I, I don't really know. And so he goes, well, figure out the job and triple it. So I'm like, well, I gave him some good incentive to what was going on. So did that, did that first job, did very well in that first job. 
then went, you know, started looking for contractors myself. And um, we're really primarily construction only. Uh, 2008 hit, um, first time we ever laid people off. That was about 2009, came out of a big project. Contractor filed bankruptcy, first time we lost $30,000 or didn't get paid retainage on a big project. Mm. Learned a lot about attorneys. And then the, we took out, uh, I'm like, well, if this strategy is not working for us right now, we're, we don't have a lot of, very much construction going on. Uh, let's try the service side, which I knew the service side a little bit of it. Took out two front page ads. Well, the first year, 2009, took out a front page ad on the phone book, did the double truck. Uh, you know, that was, you know, now 10 years ago now. Uh, and that, everyone told me I was crazy to do that. Um, you know, it was 80,000 bucks uh, to do that. And I'm like, well, we're either going to make it or we're not going to make it. And, and we, you know, rolled the dice and here we are. So, wow. So that, that play, 10 years ago kind of helped build the service side of the company. What what percentage are you residential versus um, you know, commercial at this point? Uh, we're about uh, 60% residential, about 40% commercial. Okay. And we are a construction service almost like within 2%. Of, uh, so that's, you know, it's kind of crazy how we really do, I mean, it's very equal. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. So, so that's that's kind of been the, the the evolution. So you're at five million today. Like, at what point? How many years into it? I guess it's it's different because you switched to, to service before you were at the first million dollars. Um, I was ten years ago. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Very very cool. So over the last ten years, you've you've seen a lot of momentum, uh, more so than the first the first ten years. Let's just say. Oh, absolutely. You know, it just opened up a whole different revenue for us and um, started looking at different plumbers in different positions, different people in different positions, I guess, at that point. And you really have to have a full staff to actually have more employees, which at that time were very minimal. So we started kind of figuring that out about that time. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So that kind of gives us a sense kind of where, where you've come from, where you're at today. Um, yeah. You know, we, you know this, this podcast is really central around you know, how do you market? How do you keep the phones ringing? How do you keep the trucks running? I think that yeah. the recruitment piece is going to be big on that. I definitely want to dive into it. But um, so, I mean, really, we always break this into the into the three triangles, right? Market, message, media. Market is who is it that you sell to? How do you define that? Message is how do you position yourself so that you're uniquely interesting to that that group, so that when you run a double truck ad or when you run whatever whatever advertising you run. You can write something that that resonates, and then media is all of the different things that you do, right? All of the different channels. So I want to dive into all three of those components on, on this interview, try and pack in as much as we can. So let's start yep. with with market. We talked about the amount of people in your service area, but just kind of like how do you define your ideal customer in that market? Um, you know, our ideal customer for us is typically like the soccer mom. They're you know for at least the service side, they're the ones that are typically picking up the phone, calling us. So like in our radio type stuff, you know, we're hitting, you know, what probably now is the 30s, 40s, 50 year old, typically women, um, you know, we're not we're not looking to on the rock and roll station with the young kids and banging off the walls, you know, they don't have all the money and all the stuff. So we really try and target market those areas. Uh, our area, since we're kind of on the West, country music is pretty big out here. Mm. So there's probably the largest radio station. So we hit that with a, we kind of keep that one really steady. Um, that is really steady for us. They also, like at our barbecue we're talking about, they'll come out and do a radio broadcast live 
they bring a lot of customers in for us, that type of stuff. Um, so that's the radio side. Uh, the TV side, we have uh, we do uh, TV as well, um, and you know we change our ads usually every about every quarter to six months or so, depending on what's running. Our ad right now running is my favorite ad, not not because I dreamed it. Um, that's kind of my job is to dream and make things happen. But it's it's a really fun ad, and it really actually is a service type ad. To be honest with you, it, it's basically it's your CSR answering the phone. You see the screen pop up. Uh, you see the customer's name pop up. You see how the people in the office like, oh, man, we were out of, out of you know, 697 Fairfield last week. Oh, no, it's my other rental address. Oh, okay. And then she's sitting in, a, in an office, you know, like a dental office. And then she gets that text that day before. Mm. And she's like, and she's reading a magazine that we advertise in because we advertise in her magazine a little bit. Very little print, but a little bit. So I got the lady who runs that magazine. And you try to get everybody involved with everything all the time. And so she's actually sitting there, grabs her purse, looks at her phone, and she gets that te- that twenty four hour text. Nice. And then the next day, she's at like a different office, and uh, she gets that. Oh, you know, uh, Jason David from Kevin Cole Plumbing will be arriving at your house in nine minutes and forty seven seconds. And she hits the map button, and she sees him drive with Google Maps. So it just shows the whole process. And then at the very end, it shows like it comes up on Podium, which is another company we use. You know, how do you rate your plumber one to whatever? That goes in the service time, and, and you know, and so when she, when he gets dispatched his next job, his rate is actually based from the customers before. So it's just kind of you know, kind of ties all that in together. So that's how what we try to do with the TV marketing. We try to tie it into our day to day operations. Okay, awesome. So so market is um, you're saying like a soccer mom, thirty to fifty homeowner. Um, yeah. You've got a, probably a pretty clear idea what the the average household income for that uh, for that customer is. Yeah. And then message, Absolutely. and then message. It sounds like you're really trying to resonate with professionalism, kind of cutting edge technology, not what they're seeing every day, right? You've got technology; they're going to get alerted in advance. They're going to know when the yep. guy shows up. Um, what else do you put in your message that kind of makes you unique to the competition? You know, uh, when like our message too, uh, some of our other commercials. You know, when the guy comes up to your house, you know, he's very, you know, he has everyone has the same uniform. They have two different color shirts that look very similar. You know, they look very nice. If they have a hat on, it's one of our hats, of course. Um, you know, the guy's walking up there. He has, you know, he puts down a pad to put his tools on when he's working on their kitchen sink. Shoe covers. You know, the whole thing is, you know, it's all we want to always be the same every single time. You know, McDonald's and Starbucks and these companies got to where they're at because, you know, no matter where you go in the world, you order that single, you know, that double pump latte or whatever you order. It's the same thing every single time. We want... Our customers, they're going to get the same, no matter which person shows up, they're going to get the same service every single time. Mm. So consistency, professionalism, yep. you know, really just those things that make you make you stand out. Let's move, yep. let's move to, 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 to media, right? The thing that everybody likes to talk about. So yep. you, you mentioned radio, you mentioned TV. Let's talk just about the different things you do to generate awareness and to generate leads for the, for the company. Uh, the different things that we do, um, uh, you know, um, the home show for us uh, is really big in our area. Okay. Um, and so we put a lot of time and effort into that right there. We have a lot of working displays. And I, I personally feel that face-to-face interaction uh, with the customer is is going to pretty much seal the sale almost every single time over somebody that they've never met before or they just see their van. Maybe they saw their van or something like that. So. 
really, uh, you know, we do a lot of things that push everybody into our internet advertising is mm. what we try to do. You know, we don't even, pretty much anymore, we're not even advertising phone numbers very much anymore. Um, it's really just about the name, um, you know, and basically your professionalism, what you do, uh, and then your customer reviews. Yeah. To me, is, is very, very important. That branding of what's kind of going on is so, so important. And when they see you over and over again, you know, they see your van drive by, <clears throat> they talk to you at the home show, they hear you on the radio, they, you know, they, if they have a plumbing problem, you know, when you're, you're putting yourself out there all that, when you put yourself in front of the people, you know that you're, you're actually, you know, you're legitimate compared to other people that are not really, you know, right there in front of them. Yeah. So, I mean, so it sounds like a very multimedia centric <laughs> approach very personality-based, where they start to know, like, and trust you. Sounds like that's what you're trying to build across the board. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the, the home show strategy. So you have displays, like, talk to me about what it is that you're doing at these shows. How do you create the awareness and buzz? I think this is one of the things that you guys do extremely well that a lot of plumbing HVAC companies just are missing. You know, we have a really fun booth, like I said, and we, and we get all of our staff involved not all, but we have a very, we typically have about seven people on the floor during, uh, during a show and we change out and we have fun. <clears throat> but when you first walk up to our booth, the main corner typically is a toilet that sits on a pedestal, not like one you just see. I mean, it's a very nice pedestal. Uh, everything is very nice and very clean. Uh, we have typically like Toto will give us a toilet or American Standard, somebody showing up on your toilet. But we also have a washlet toilet seat. We're very big about washlet toilets and we're very passionate about those. Mm. And so showing those to customers for the last eight years now, it's the massive difference that we've seen from eight years ago compared to this last show um, is incredible. Uh, just the amount of people see them because at our office, we have uh, four different toiletry facilities essentially. And every single one of them has a different toilet and a different washlet seat on them. One is so our customers come, we ask people to come to our office. We're in a very mainstream area. Our car counts about 24,000 people that drives in front of us. So we have a billboard right across the street that points right to our office as nice. well too. But getting the customer in here, they, they try them out. It is, I'm not gonna say guaranteed sale, but you're 90%, you're gonna sell it. And it's fun, we actually get to meet the customer and be involved with them. But it's a very good point of talking uh, is about the toilet. And so that's works. We flush golf balls down and we do that. We have. Uh, a couple of different sensor faucets typically, you know, Moen or American Standard or somebody will give us. We change it up usually once every year. We do three shows a year and we change it up once a year or twice a year, depending on what the manufacturer is going to give us to kind of help out. Uh, we show a, a safety tub, walk-in safety tub. That's just fantastic for, you know, a lot of the aging in place type of stuff. We're, mm. you know, really proactive on any of that stuff. And then we also show, uh, we're pretty big on on-demand water heaters, Renai mainly uh, at this point. Uh, we send a lot of guys back to the factory learning for training. Uh, then we have heat pump water heaters. We're very technology based uh, and we want to show the latest greatest and we want to send our guys to those places and learn about it and be educated. I don't like it when the customer asks us a question and we have to go like research it. I don't like want to, we want to know about it before. So, so a lot of that. And it's great training for your plumbers and your staff too because your, your service plumber who just goes out and does service calls, he doesn't have a clue how the heat pump water heater may work and how much it can save you money to do those things. So it really helps educate all your people too as well. And I like it. We just have a really good time doing it. Um, and it really educates everybody. It's, it's really fun. Very, very cool. So, so yes. the idea is 
they're seeing you on TV, they're seeing you on radio, they're passing the billboard, there's 24,000 people. Then there's a home show that's pretty wet, recognized in your area three times a yep. year. You've got a big presence there, show of force with the people, and yep. you're demonstrating products, you're demonstrating some of the cool things, you're demonstrating your team. Um, do you expect a, a tangible return from that, or is it more almost a branding and awareness play? You know, um, we keep track of the shows. Um, we, we can't keep track of every single call. We book service calls. I think the last show is the four-day show, which is a long show. I think we booked 12 service calls right there on site. Okay. Um, so let alone they're just getting in the customer's house because, you know, probably 85%, 90% of our customers return customers. Mm. Um, uh, uh, that right there. And um, one, two shows ago, which we just completed now, we just built for uh, one job for us. There's a lot of other contractors there. So I took a lady over there to show to talk to a contractor who's a very good contractor of ours. The plumbing part of it was $26,000 on the remodel. Nice. I bet we typically return I bet about forty grand out of the show. Okay. You know, and, I mean, it pays for the show essentially, mm-hmm. um, and we earn customers out of it. And to me, that we're looking for long term. It's not like we made forty thousand dollars out of that show. That's probably what you know we produced out of the show. Right, and and all of the all of the awareness, right? So you know they're they're just seeing your company so often yep. in that market that um, you become the 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 plumbing company of choice. Absolutely, and that's you know the very important part of that branding part, super important uh, for us. And we also do, um, uh, you know, we go to a lot of we leech group, chambers groups, those types of things okay. too. And you just get you know a couple of people in your office going to this one and that one, and um, they are they already know who you are when you show up. Yeah. And, so so you do. Is there a BNI in your market, or is it called something different? There are multiple BNI chapters, which we've done. BNI is a very BNI is a very good group. Don't get me wrong; uh, they are very. If you have dedicated outside salespeople, I think it's a great group. We don't really have dedicated outside salespeople that we pay them, you know, percentage of what they make. Um, so for them, it requires a lot of time. Uh, we do some other ones that you know a lot of the you know old older money in town, the people that you know not necessarily need to be to that make the sale, be face to face with them once a week, but. You know, these guys have big businesses, mills around town, or they have, you know, a lot of other things, you know, RV manufacturers, those types of things. Food processing, those are kind of, we're probably a little bit better for those. Not not the, not some of the, not B&I 100%. B&I is great for some things. It's not best fit for us. Got it. Got it. So it's more just networking, being in front of those those guys. And then you don't necessarily have to be there, like you said. Sometimes you send a, a representative, or you send one of your one of your team members. Yeah, we, we have different team members do different meetings. Okay. And um, and then and then we share a lot of the leads from the different groups, which that really works out well too. Nice. Yeah. All right, so so we do we do in radio, TV, billboard. Is it one billboard or a variety of billboards? We only do one billboard. Okay. Um, I would do two, but the other one has not been available for three years, so we haven't got it yet. All right. But I'm like on the waiting list. <laughs> um, it's it's literally right across the street from our building, but on the other side, it just points to our building. Nice. Um, it's a very nice. We, um, on the um, video on our internet, um, our campaign with you guys, uh, you guys show that coming across, goes across our whole building into our backyard. That's our billboard right across the street there. It just kind of points right to our front door basically awesome yeah and for those of you guys that are listening I'll, I'll put up in the show notes on plumbingmarketing.net uh, some of the pictures of the trade show stuff that they do the home show stuff 
Uh, and and that, that visual that he's referencing there, because I think that'll help connect the dots a little bit to see a, to see a visual. So what, what other things are you guys doing from a, from a marketing perspective? Um, you know, we also do um, uh, Facebook and, um, you know, Twitter, Twitter, whatever people want to call it these days. A couple, couple of those uh, other websites. I have a digital ninja, and he's pretty good about that stuff. We have an in-house IT teller actually sitting right in front of me here, making sure that I'm not messing anything Pop up. Pop your head in, Jonathan. Let us, let us see you. <laughs> here he is right here. My, my digital ninja right here. You need a digital ninja like this guy, right? Exactly. Absolutely. Jonathan's my man. Um, we're, we're all of our guys have iPhones and iPads, so it's a whole bunch that we have. So you got to have somebody in house who's very good at those things, get things set up, uh, and then you know everything's so cloud based these days with all of our operations. And uh, and Jonathan also does one of the leads group with us. Okay. Um, he actually does probably one of the best ones of all. We just got into it. I've been trying to get into it for about ten years, and finally because they will only get one of one person. So he, his father's in that group uh, mm. for some stuff. And so we were able to get into that. So it was really awesome. But uh, so Jonathan does our Facebook um, and he does our podium type stuff. Um, and what else? We have a couple other things down here. So, uh, and he's very, he's very um, you know, instrumental on our website. Uh, you know, we have a actually a pretty attractive young lady that pops up on her and says, you know, uh, do I have a question? Can I help you with like that? And so he makes sure, monitors that type of stuff and makes sure that any questions through our web portals are actually getting taken care of. If he's not doing it himself, um, you know, or, you know, where did the chat get left off? Did somebody follow up with what's going on? We, you know, we spend a lot of money on that marketing side um, and we and uh, we need to really make sure things are getting followed up and he does, uh, does a really good job of that for us, so. Awesome. <clears throat> Josh, one other thing I want to uh, talk to you too. Something we do that's a little unique, I think, uh, is we do our own on-call hold. Mm. And I don't know if you've ever called us before, um, not my cell phone, but anyway, uh, at the office. Um, so we have about a 20-minute uh, script, and it's really about three or four people in our office. And it's basically when they're on call, it's, it's just like us talking like we are right now, but we talk about products and services and um, you know, what's kind of going on in the marketplace. And it's just like, you're on call. Some of our contractors, they're, they're like, well, they actually call like, hey, can you put me on hold for a little bit? You know, they'll actually even ask because when we change it up, we change it up usually about every six months. Nice. And there's a particular woman here and uh, she was on the TV for 20 years, uh, not doing commercials, but also had a radio station that was very popular. Mm. And her name is Storm Kennedy, very popular out here. We're very good friends. And so she kind of narrates that through and she's like, oh, Hey, while you're on call with Kevin Cole Plumbing, check out our website. Oh, hey, Daynell or whoever will be right with you. And so she lists all of our key CSR people and places like that. And it's it's really fun. You know, we've already marketed to the customer to get to that point. Then once they get there, you know, they're actually it's it's like they're right in the conversation with us. And um, it's been a really cool. We've been doing that for about five years now. And it's probably one of my favorite things because we record it. It's really fun. So. That's awesome. So you're kind of taking that that caller that would otherwise be sitting there listening to music or just waiting, and you're, yeah. you're creating a dialogue and a conversation that they find entertaining and engaging. Yeah, exactly. And it's like you know, they're maybe they're waiting. You know, they have a drain call that they weren't talking about, and we're talking to them about heat pump water heaters. Mm -hmm. You know, and then when my tech gets out there on the job, he's cleaning the drain. We give our 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 plumbers a seven dollar fifty cent spiff. If they go in and, and catalog their water heater and they have a couple things they have to do for that, then we catalog that service time. So then when the customer calls back, you know, a year or two years later or whatever, um, 
my water heater's out, well, we already have the model serial number, what the replacement looks like around the area. So we already have a good idea if, if we can upgrade them to something else, or maybe tankless is a good option for them. So we get, so they, they're already here, maybe some of that when they were sitting on the phone. So maybe they didn't catch what they were here, but I hope I'll market to them that way too as well. Nice. So it's pretty fun. Very, very cool. So, I mean, awesome. Thank you for sharing your kind of your marketing mix and the different things that you do. You know, the one question I always like to ask is, out of all of these different things, what do you feel generates the most new business opportunity for you? I, most new business, I, I would say, um, home show is definitely the one that we get the we see the sale right there on the spot mm. uh, with Instant the customer. gratification, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, I we've done a, probably a little bit of everything. I would say over the years, pretty much. Um, I'd say whichever one you focus the most amount of energy on is the one that's going to produce the most for you. Yeah. To be honest with you. Good, good, good point. Are you still in the, the yellow book or the yellow pages in your market? No, we haven't spent a single penny with them for probably four or five years. Okay. Yeah, I just um, the phone books here now are only about this big anymore. They're not, I mean, your darn iPad is bigger than your mini iPad's bigger than the phone book these days. Yeah. Way more powerful. Mm -hmm. uh, I look at them every year when I get one, and I just see who's marketed it in them, who's in there. I mean, in our area, you still got your rotor rooter in there, and maybe one or I mean, there's a few contractors that are in there. I just don't feel like it's the best way my money's spent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in some marketplaces, it it, it really could be. Uh, I, in our marketplace, it's really not. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. So, so I mean, a lot of different things, a lot of potential lead sources. How do you track all this? What mechanisms do you use to say, you know, this is working, or like you said, Yellow Pages is a dying thing. We turned it off. How do you make those kind of decisions? What kind of tools do you use to help track all that stuff? You know, and Service Titan has a pretty good tracking management program inside there. So, whenever somebody, a lot of our different ones. So we have twenty-five different phone numbers, and they all route through LA through Service Titan, and then they bounce back to us. And so if it's generated through a particular phone number, like you guys on the internet or whatever, that's through a different phone number, um, it automatically calculates the service type when they call up where it came from. Yeah. And, you know, and a lot of things too, you know, they, one, they saw you over here and it kind of pushes this way or that way. So there's no real hundred percent science to what's kind of going on, but um, through the service type marketing campaign, that's about the best way that I can see what's going on. And I do look at that. Um, and, and that's really about the best way. And people always ask me, well, what works better this, you know, and other people tell us, oh, we really love your advertising, your campaigns and stuff. How do you know what works and what doesn't work? And I'm like, I don't know 100%, but if you really do a good job at it, it will work and you gotta be confident in what you're selling. And so basically just looking at those numbers through there is really the best way I, I can really tell you 100%. Yeah, so for so for those of you that are listening that aren't familiar, Service Titan is a, is a <coughs> Dispatch marketing full service platform made for the yep. plumbing HVAC home service space, and it gives you the ability to provision numbers, dispatch your guys, and track your revenue back to the lead source. Um, so yeah, I mean obviously that's working for for Kevin. He's got the ability to kind of see not a hundred percent, but kind of see where the leads are coming from, what what campaign drove which call. The challenge I think you're alluding to is that you do a lot of brand advertising and. They see your TV ad, they, they hear your radio ad, they see your billboard, they're not going to pick up the phone 
and dial that number. They're going to go to the website probably and, and call. So it really all feeds in to, to your overall internet marketing or overall strategy that um, you know, is going to trickle in through different uh, call tracking numbers potentially. You know, we also work outside of that 60 mile radius like I was talking about. Mm. Um, we have some guys that are working about nine hours away right now on a good sized project. Whenever we go outside of that 60 mile radius though, and we're there for a period of time, we always get calls outside there. Um, we're pretty much mostly sprinter vans wrapped, 100% mm. wrapped. Um, if you look at our website with, that Josh has done for us, you'll see that. We always get calls um, every time we do a job out of town, no matter where it is, always. So that part of marketing too is very important. And, you can, and that's very easy to keep because when you have a crew that's 120 miles out of town and you're getting calls, service calls to go down there and do it. And sometimes if we have time, we will actually take care of that call while we're down there. I don't like to let things get away. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> and, uh, but um, it's, it's really interesting. It really takes a full scope of realm of everything. And when you, when you have that full scope of everything and you really push it to a really good website uh, that really pushes you to where you want to go, it makes a really big difference. It's, it's like, it's like the, the closer. Basically. Yeah. yeah, I think one of the one of the things you just mentioned is, is is a big point. As you grow, as you get more trucks, if they're really nicely wrapped, then your your truck almost becomes like a billboard on wheels where you can pick up business everywhere your trucks are, are going. It's it's um, I was going skiing in Whistler last November. <clears throat> My personal van is a sprinter van that's wrapped. Even when you work for us you wouldn't know, but it's actually a custom R V built out inside. But nice. anyway, <laughs> uh, I was driving up through Seattle, which is five hours from here, over the holiday weekend, and I got four service calls in about a one-hour stretch of road up there. That's Just insane. Off, that's the only way they could have got them. I mean, we're talking four hours away in another state, <laughs> and um, got four service calls in an hour. That's and they're insane. like, yeah, probably not going to go work on your garbage disposal on the way to Whistler. To yeah. Go ski but, I mean, it just reiterates the point, right? The investment yeah. made in wrapping your trucks professionally will generate business for you. Yeah. You know, I, one thing I would say to, um, you know, look at a lot of different websites and a lot of things and we look at sometimes hacks on plumbing, uh, the Facebook page is kind of good. And, you know, you see all these people that come up with all these logos and all this stuff on your van. <clears throat> Keep it simple. Mm. Get rid of all the words, all the stuff off there. What do you do? Plumbing. Plumbing is the largest word on anything that we have. Mm. We don't do, we just don't have the manpower to do other things, but plumbing is what we do. Make plumbing that keyword, large, big on your trucks, um, on our wraps too, because um, we do a lot of night work. Uh, all of our, not all of our lettering, but all of our name lettering, anything that's permanent, like our website, is all reflective material. Ah, it's I like that. It's awesome at night. So it kind of pops off the truck and they can, and they can read it. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, 3M product that goes over and it costs a couple hundred dollars more van, mm. but now your van illuminates at night and it's awesome looking. So just a little, little, little something to think about. That's cool. A little, little, uh, little ninja, ninja trick there. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about Podium and the importance of online reviews. Can you talk a little bit about how you use that tool and how it's helping you generate more, more reviews and a better online reputation? Yeah. Um, Podium basically gives out a review. Um, as soon as our plumber's done, you can rate rate the particular plumber on how they did. Is it one through ten, Jonathan? Uh, yeah, five stars. Five, five, five stars, essentially. And if the stars are four or five stars, then it asks you uh, if you want to post it to, uh, which we get to choose what it is, 
Um, do you want to post it to Yelp? Do you want to post it to Google? Do you want to post it to Facebook? Uh, just automatically right away. And they can literally just push the button and it just pushes it right to those sites. Okay. They don't have to go there, do a separate one, do those types of things. So the easier you can make it for your customer, the better. And, um, and then we also get all those in here too as well. Uh, and then if you get one that's not as good, then we can be very proactive. You know, why wasn't it a four or five star review? Uh, why was a customer not happy? Uh, before they get a chance to ever post that to, to the real media outside, we can write them back, give them a call, do whatever it takes to make sure that they're you know, an excited customer when they get done. You're not gonna please every single customer. Uh, we're not gonna please every single customer, maybe you can, but I can, but we try and do a really good job. When you're doing four to 500 service calls a month, mm -hmm. you know that's a lot of people that you're dealing with and, and um, I'd say 95% of them or 97% of them are just giving you a 10-star review or five-star review, I think you're doing a pretty damn good job. And, uh, and so we want to focus on the customers were doing a good job, but if, if for something happened on that job, the tech you know, was having a bad day, you know, you never know. We want to be really proactive about that uh, and, and take care of it right away. That's very, very important. And so Podium allows us to do that. Uh, or <clears throat> even if they have pushed a bad review out, then we can get right back. We can, we know where to go and make uh, a comment, you know, back to them. Hey, we're, you know, we're very sorry about, you know, what had happened. Uh, or if not, you know, also back to service Titan, um, you know, we can go back and actually listen to the phone call too, from start to finish, every single phone call that transpired with that customer to make sure that we didn't do something or we could use our train in the future. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll utilize that too as well. And if we have a, a not so fantastic review, we're really on top of it. Yeah, so. make sure you address it, right? Kind of your, your... Yeah. So, I mean, you mentioned something there, I think, earlier that I think is interesting. So, you've got it set up where Podium and Service Titan interact, right? So, once yeah. a job is closed, that request for review automatically happens. Is that correct? Yes, it is. I yeah. think that's that's critical. You guys have tons of online reviews, tons of happy customers. We'll talk about culture in a second in the recruiting process. But I think having an automatic process where nobody in the team has to do anything other than close the job, the email request goes out, it's very systematized. I think that's one of the keys to, to having the velocity of reviews uh, that you guys have had. It, it very much is, Josh, and we're always working on that. Uh, <clears throat> part of Digital Ninja's job is to just to really make sure that those reviews are good and, and uh, reply back, uh, you know, make sure that, you know, the customer feels like we gave them the worth of the dollar that they spent with us is, you know, what we really want them to feel. Um, and you know, obviously want them to call us back, so. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, let's talk a little bit about company culture, because I think that's one thing I've noticed about you guys. It, it's a great culture. Everybody seems really excited to be there. I think that plays into the reason you you know, you know, sell at the level that you do and the, the growth that you've had. But can you talk a little bit about the culture and kind of how you how you foster that environment? Yeah, uh, get out of bed, put my pants on, and run to work. Yeah, almost like that. Uh, anyway, um, you know, we try and um, not micromanage people. Uh, we try and make, let them make the best decisions possible, and we try and do a lot of coaching <clears throat> with that, uh, let alone if it's here at our office, uh, you know, from a review. Uh, sometimes we'll, you know, have a sit-down one-on-one meeting. Hey, what, what could we have done better on that job? You know, those types of things. And we try and always, we try and do a lot of things as a company together. Like I was kind of talking about our barbecue that was there. Um, gosh, we take our guys out to the baseball games. Um, We'll get, you know, um, sweets there, bring everybody out for hot dogs and beers and sodas and all that stuff. Um, we have a lot of company meetings. 
um, our service department meets every every other week. Our construction meets every other week upon that, and then our whole company meeting is every single month mm. on the second Wednesday of every single month. And at, and so we talk about all the things you know that the things that are you know all the, everything that's coming down the pipeline. Really keep everybody up to speed. What's going on? Uh, you know all the safety things that we need to do, uh, and then things that you know we can do better. But at the end of the meeting, we always give out about two hundred dollars or so worth of prizes and. Uh, we do raffles uh, every single every single meeting, so everybody knows that at the end they're probably going to get something that's, you know, it could be a twenty dollar bill for lunch. It could be some knives or something like that that we got. Some tools we gave us. You know, we go to a lot of auctions and donate money to you know Children's Miracle Network and this and that. And a lot of times the things that I buy at these things, the things that I can give away to my employees at these meetings, and a lot of it might be tool related or a really nice pair of binoculars, you know. Um, we're giving to a really good cause. Somebody else has donated to it, uh, and and so we just really make it full circle. Uh, this weekend, Nitro Circus was in town, uh, and so and I, I like with our vendors, our marketing people. Um, I really reached out to them to get as many tickets for baseball games, country concerts, any any type of sporting events. Yeah, I'm paying these other people thousands of dollars a month to market us. They're supporting, they're marketing all these other events. They get tickets and shows and all these things. So I get those and then we raffle those off to our employees. We'll do a, a, a live, we'll do a text live this week for Nitro Circus. So we gave two pairs of tickets and then I gave them $40 cash to take their significant other or their child or whatever, or their two kids or whoever they want to take uh, to Nitro Circus, that type of stuff. So. I like to give back and I like to, you know, so Monday morning I come in this morning and oh, my kid had such a great time. You know, it's great to me at the end of the day. That's the most important thing is like they want to come to work. Their kid had a great time. You know, their wife had a good time, whatever. Um, my office manager, her and her husband hadn't been on a date in two years and her and her husband went, you know, went to Nitro Circus and had a great time and sat with some of her other employees. And um, to me, that's very important. Nice. So that's so creating, creating an environment where people are celebrated, people are rewarded, there's a, a community involvement where they, they get to know each other, they spend time together on a consistent basis. That's, uh, that's, really, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, we spend more time with our family here at work than we do with our families at home. And so I want people to be happy about coming to work. And, uh, and, and uh, I really do want to be a part of their life. I want to know what's going on at there having a struggle, what's kind of going on, you know, what, what can we do to help you out? Awesome. Now, I mean, one of the, one of the positions you talked about, I think a lot of, a lot of contractors, you know, when they get to the, to a certain level, let's say maybe $2 million or so, they need someone that can help with the tech stuff, help with some of the social stuff. And you, you call him your digital ninja. Can you kind of explain what that position is, how you would, if, if you didn't have him, how you kind of recruit for that kind of position? Um, I'd have to kill you. <laughs> If I told you, I'd have to kill you. Um, you know, uh, to be honest with you, um, it wasn't something that we were necessarily seeking out at the time. Uh, this particular individual did our IT work um, with another company that we worked for. Just seemed like, you know, he was a good fit for our culture. Necessarily seeking uh, out at the time. Yeah. Uh, this particular individual. Sorry, I got a little echo there. Keep going. Oh, okay. Uh, just seemed like he was a very good fit for our deal. We needed somebody a little bit more full-time. Um, when we interviewed him, he's like, are you sure a plumbing company has a full-time job for a, an IT guy that can do this or do that? And <clears throat> we had a couple meetings and we talked about it. 
And, um, you know, I like people that don't just do one thing that, you know, can kind of do a little bit. I guess I use my employees, all my employees or their talents, I guess. Mm. Um, I don't rely on myself. Whenever I make a large business decision, um, I'm sitting at our conference table right here that we actually designed and built here on our office. Um, but I have really good people that are really good at doing all these certain things. And so I really utilize them. You know, I played, I learned how to play chess when I was three years old, don't know why. But anyway, I really try and utilize all their talents and I really try and ask them really detailed questions. And I really listen to what they have to say. And then I may ask somebody else the same question and I'll try and process it for a couple of days because uh, I don't have all the answers. Um, I, you ask me to write a paper in spelling, I'm terrible at spelling. I'm really good with math and I'm really good with leading people and that type of stuff. So I use my team to help me make those decisions. <clears throat> and he seemed like he was gonna be a really good team fit for me uh, at the time. And um, you know, a lot of, for a lot of us business owners, we're looking at the bottom line and we're like, God, can I spend another $40,000? I hired this guy full time. <clears throat> you know, right now I'm only paying the IT. I paid them, you know, $10,000 last year. And I'm gonna take another $30,000. But if you make decisions every single day that you feel comfortable about, you're not gonna, you're not gonna grow. Mm. You have to be, before I bought this building that we're in, it was more than my budget was for it. And I was reading this paper. It was it actually, it was in, uh, what magazine was it in? It was uh, PH, I think it might have been PHCC or one of, one of the plumbing contractor magazines. And there's a really great article in there. And I talked about if you make decisions every single day and you don't feel uncomfortable about them, then you're probably not moving to growing ahead. Mm. And I signed that letter for a million dollars on this building. And believe me, I'm like sweating and everything like this. I'm like, oh my God, I was expecting like 500, not a million dollars. And I'm like, that was like running through my head. You know, if you feel comfortable about all those decisions you're making all the time, you're, you're just gonna be in that little bubble and not be satisfied. So you gotta sometimes make those decisions and taking over additional overhead for a lot of times for owners is really hard to do, mm. for me too as well. But that was just one of the ones at the right time in my head. I was like, I really need this guy. And I, I could see how he could really benefit me. And um, I'm not saying I'm giving you a raise or anything, Jonathan. But anyways, <laughs> um, it, it's been a fantastic decision uh, for us. It's really helped with us. And like dealing with you people, you people, what I mean is you know, your people, Josh, um, is that Jonathan and I, we can have a meeting, an hour, you know, 45 minute conversation about the direction I want to go. He's like, okay, I got it. And then he's the guy dealing with you guys, not taking the time out of my day. Yeah. Absolutely. Great, great insights there. Great, great point, right? You got to think big. If you're, if you're making comfortable decisions, you're not growing. So right. I guess that moves to the next really hot topic in this industry and something I think you're, you're really good at, which is there's a shortage of quality technicians in the field. How, do you, how are you getting these young guys? How are you getting new technicians to keep up with the growth? Josh, that's a great question. Um, <clears throat> that's something we've been really focused on the last five years. And <clears throat> it's been something that's really helped with us because um, we've spent one campaign, in, in Oregon you can um, go to the state and you can you can pay them, not very much, a couple hundred dollars, and they will give you all the journeyman license numbers in the state of Oregon. And so we went out and marketed to about a thousand that were in our <clears throat> couple hundred mile range. And we sent out flyers to them, mm. you know, like a lot of companies do. Spent $3,500 in the mailing, the flyers, all the stuff. We had one person that called us back scheduled an interview and then he didn't show up. So I spent $3,500 for one non-successful interview. <clears throat> We've also ran campaigns on the radio and on the TV about hiring. 
<clears throat> which in my mind, we are hiring, but also that commercial office too is telling the customer that, you know, we're doing a really good thing in our marketplace, so we're hiring. So they'll, so it's kind of a two-sided campaign, not just we're hiring plumbers or we're hiring apprentices or that type of stuff. So yep. <clears throat> long and behold, excuse me, guys, <clears throat> this was a vodka soda. It might help out a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to wait about five more hours for that. But anyways, um, long and behold, I decided I'm not going to spend any more money advertising for people because I've never got a single person in like eight years of trying to do it really. So we started becoming a member of some other groups in our area, it's uh, Lane Workforce. We're, our, we're in Lane County, so Lane Workforce. Um, and uh, there are several groups around here trying to get in the trades classes, in the schools, in the shop classes, and this and that. You know, try, you know, not every single person needs to go to a four-year college. And even if you don't go to four-year college, doesn't mean you're not, couldn't be a great trades person or <clears throat> and, and, you know, project manager or this, this, or this. So we really started going to the high schools and meeting with other people that are really focused on these things. And last month, I went to three different high schools, spoke with kids uh, in the shop classes. Uh, one of them, we, we built sprinklers inside there with the kids, showed them how to glue PVC pipe, got our local vendors to donate some cutters, some glue, some pipe, you know, a couple hundred dollars worth of stuff. But then the kids sold the sprinklers that we helped them build in 4-H for, you know, um, for um, you know, for some of their fundraising type of stuff. So, <clears throat> doing this the last three or four years, now we get invited to go back to a lot of the schools, and I also have other employees too um, that are very smart folks, and they will go out and with three or four other trades, uh, you know, talk about uh, electrical, talk about construction, uh, aggregate, you know, working, uh, you know, drill and mining, all that type of stuff. So they'll go out and do like a ten or fifteen minute speech. I typically go out and do the ones with one or two of our other guys and. We bring out pecs and copper and press and uh, and then we, you know, we give them our t-shirts and uh, we did a Milwaukee deal a couple years ago. We were about like 100 tape measures, so they gave us 100 less expensive ones and we put our, our stickers on them. We gave them away to all the kids. Three years later, I showed up that shop class two weeks ago. Still five of our tape measures are still sitting in class. Hmm. <laughs> so um, to me, that's really important. And, uh, just to end this on a, on a kind of a funny note, uh, last year we actually did hire two 18-year-old kids out of high school, small school up up about 20 miles from here. So now we've been out working really hard, hire, wanting to hire these kids. We hire these kids who are 18 years old, and then you're like, oh man, these guys are 18 years old. They're, they're oh my gosh, you know. So you, you gotta you gotta understand what's kind of going on. So it's kind of funny. Now I we got we're getting our first people actually coming in. Uh, from that we've also do internships with some schools that have been really good for us and mm. we actually have a second period apprentice now who uh, you know was in a path that probably wasn't 100 percent best uh, he came to work for us for a three-week internship uh, when he got out of school that year uh, came on as a laborer and now we're he's two years for us now actually right now when he did his internship we have another kid that came from looking glass kid now 25 then you know early 20s or whatever um so internship with the students has been really good for us. Mm. Um, you know, and I think it's really important. I, I love working with the kids. <clears throat> Being 40 and 50 years old, don't really want to, we, we don't have a lot of slabs here. So crawling underneath the house is not really the best thing mm. on your knees and your back and you get old. So um, just really trying to market to those young people. And that's why we have a really good range in, the, in that apprenticeship. 
And when our apprentices get out of school, they, they pay for their school right now. If they work for me for three years after that, then I will reimburse them what they paid for school. Okay. So that's kind of another little thing too as well. So. Awesome. So kind of your secret sauce from a recruiting perspective then is to, to go after the young ones, find them when they're trying to develop that career, plant the seed, get them as a, as a laborer or as an intern, and then take yep. them through through the apprenticeship process. Yep, yep. Awesome. Exactly. Good, good stuff. So, I mean, you shared some great insights. So you run a $5 million company, you've got 40 employees, you're growing on a consistent basis. You yep. do some really cool things in your company. Thank you so much for sharing. Can you, you know, what would be, um, you know, just uh, any additional nuggets of wisdom you'd want to share with that plumbing or HVAC business owner trying to get to the next level? You know, for me uh, and for anybody, whatever you, whatever you put effort into, even if it doesn't succeed right there, you don't see it right now, you will see something from that and putting effort into your company, not just throwing dollars at it, but you know, actually doing it, doing it, and working on your business and not in your business um, was probably the biggest change for me overall in any business owner. <clears throat> I do some YPO forum type meetings with some other business owners, mm. which is super helpful because who else is holding you accountable? If you're the head chief in your company, who's holding you accountable for the decisions you're making? So if there's anything out there, I actually kind of brought one right here to kind of show you. This is a, a forum deal right here mm. that I kind of do uh, with some people, and it's about your personal life, your family, and your business. And you have to have some accountability what's kind of going on too. And to me, that's, they're probably in your area. There are local um, forum type groups with other business owners. And I, I love getting together and chatting with them. But <clears throat> this one's more of an accountability type one. Um, it's kind of funny. I'm looking back at this one right here. <clears throat> it was one of my third meetings. We were having some troubles with some people. And I, I look back at, looking back since our last meeting on here, what did you do? And mine says fired all three employees. So, so anyway, there's some accountability of, of what's going on. You know, if you're having troubles with people and the processes, you know, really dial in on those. And if it's not working out, you need to make a change. And and these are some things. And holding yourself accountable, I think, has been a really good thing. Uh, but really, got it. the energy you put into it is really important uh, to your company. What's going on? Because nobody really cares about it probably as much as you do. That's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. And, awesome. and, using, and using you guys, I mean, well, I mean, that's part of our success too, of course, so. Well, thanks for that, dude, squeezing that plug in right at the right at the end, right? <laughs> Thank you for that. Any any other last thoughts or things before we wrap up today? This has been, this has been tremendous. Um, you know, we all put our pants on the same way every single day. Um, and, and if you don't have fun going to work, you're not saying you're gonna every single day, but you know, if 50% of your time you're not satisfied with what's going on, you need to make a change. Maybe make a career change if it's not working out for you. You know, I don't know. I mean, like, you only live this life one time, you know, have a good time. Make life fun. Absolutely. That's a great That's a great ending thought. So, Kevin, thank you so much for sharing. I think this has been awesome. Really appreciate your time. Uh, for those of you listening, post in your comments. Be sure to reach out to Kevin. Thank him for his generosity of spirit and sharing this information. And if you'd like to listen to more interviews like this with other highly successful plumbing and HVAC business owners, be sure to go to plumberseo.net. That's, uh, excuse me, plumbingmarketing.net. And uh, you can subscribe and or listen to it on, uh, on iTunes. So that, that's a wrap, Kevin. Thanks so much for your time. We'll see you guys on a future episode. Awesome, Josh. Thank you.